To understand the life of Jesus, I must first give you some background history. Events that occurred when Herod ruled Judea for the Roman Empire. Zacharias was serving as a priest in the temple in Jerusalem those days, as his fathers had before him. He was a member of the priestly division of Abijah, a grandson of Aaron who innovated temple practices. And his wife, Elizabeth, was of the priestly lineage of Aaron, Moses' brother. They were good and just people in God's sight, walking with integrity in the Lord's ways and laws. Yet they had this sadness. Due to Elizabeth's infertility, they were childless, and at this time, they were both quite old, well past normal childbearing years. One day, Zacharias was chosen to perform his priestly duties in God's presence according to the temple's normal schedule and routine. He had been selected from all the priests by the customary procedure of casting lots for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to enter the sacred precincts of the temple. There he burned sweet incense, while outside a large crowd of people prayed. Suddenly, Zacharias realized he was not alone. A messenger of the Lord was there with him. The messenger stood to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was shocked and afraid, but the messenger reassured him. Zacharias, calm down. Don't be afraid. Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. Your wife is going to have a son, and you will name him John. He will bring you great joy and happiness, and many will share your joy at John's birth. This son of yours will be a great man in God's sight. He will not drink alcohol in any form. Instead of alcoholic spirits, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit from the time he is in his mother's womb. Here is his mission. He will turn many of the children of Israel around to follow the path of the Lord their God, do you remember the prophecy about someone to come in the spirit and power of the prophet Elijah? Someone who will turn the hearts of the parents back to their children. Someone who will turn the hearts of the disobedient to the mindset of the just and good. Your son is the one who will fulfill this prophecy. He will be the Lord's forerunner, the one who will prepare the people and make them ready for God. How can I be sure of what you're telling me? I am an old man, and my wife is far past the normal age for women to bear children. This is hard to believe. I am Gabriel, the messenger who inhabits God's presence. I was sent here to talk with you and bring you this good news. Because you didn't believe my message, you will not be able to talk not another word until you experience the fulfillment of my words. Meanwhile, the crowd at the temple wondered why Zacharias hadn't come out of the sanctuary yet. It wasn't normal for the priest to be delayed so long. When at last he came out, he was making signs with his hands to give the blessing, but he couldn't speak. They realized he had seen some sort of vision. When his time on duty at the temple came to an end, he went back home to his wife, Shortly after his return, Elizabeth became pregnant. She avoided public contact for the next five months. 
I have lived with the disgrace of being barren for all these years. Now God has looked on me with favor. When I go out in public with my baby, I will not be disgraced any longer. When the time was right, Elizabeth gave birth to a son. News about the Lord's special kindness to her had spread through her extended family and the community. Everyone shared her joy, for after all these years of infertility, she had a son. As was customary, eight days after the baby's birth, the time came for his circumcision and naming. Everyone assumed he would be named Zacharias, like his father. No, we will name him John. He motioned for a tablet, and he wrote, his name is John. Everyone was shocked by this breach of family custom. There were even more surprised when, at that moment, Zacharias was able to talk again. And he shouted out praises to God. A sense of reverence spread through the whole community. In fact, this story was spread throughout the hilly countryside of Judea. People were certain that God's hand was on this child. And they wondered what sort of person John would turn out to be when he became a man. When Zacharias's voice was restored to him, he sang, from the fullness of the Spirit, a prophetic blessing.
God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. As we come to a time of prayer, I ask for your prayers for George Hyatt, who remains in the hospital, and also for Darlene Williams and the loss of your mom, Sue Baker, on Friday. And the other concerns uh, lifted up that we all have uh, in our hearts. So let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Holy God, we come before you this morning in this season of anticipation and expectation. Recognizing, Lord, the needs, uh, the concerns, the fears, the hurts, the pains, the joys that we all possess together. So, Lord, we ask for your presence upon each, for your strength upon each, for your hope in each, through your son Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we don't come alone and that you walk with us in this journey ahead. So continue to show us a way, continue to shine and light our paths. Lord, may we come to hear your word, not mine this morning, so set me aside and speak to us clearly. In your name we pray, amen. So what are some of your Christmas traditions? I think for most of us, it begins with decorating the house. But before you can decorate the house, you have to go to the attic and to the attic and to the attic and get all those decorations out or wherever you might store them. After we decorate the house, a lot of times, <laughs> I see the wives smiling and the, the men grinning. So After, though, we decorate, often it's the Christmas tree. For us, it's kind of a tradition. You go to eat, we by the tree, we set it up in the house, and this happens the first weekend in December, or maybe even a few days after that. But this time, we got our tree last weekend. Last weekend was November. I don't know if in my life I've ever had the Christmas tree up in November. And not only did we hang the Christmas tree, but we watched a Christmas movie, and we went to see the lights out at Shelby Farms, all in the month of November. But here it is. This tradition, though, is not based on timing, but on time together. On experiencing and sharing special moments that warm, move, stir our hearts in anticipation of this Christmas season. What are you waiting on? Who are you waiting on to celebrate Christmas? Things are different in our house this year. Both kids are gone to college, and we didn't want to wait until they got back the week before Christmas to celebrate and to get things together. What a joy it is to spend that time whenever the moment allows it. Today's the first Sunday of Advent. Advent's a season for waiting and anticipating the birth of the Christ child. Not only for the world, but also for our hearts. Our privilege. Our privilege, Reuben Job says, as Christians, is to receive the gracious gift of God's presence at Christmas in Christ. Our task is to prepare for his coming so that we will not miss out on this greatest gift. Hear that again. Our task is to prepare for his coming so that we will not miss out on life's greatest gift. Marcia McPhee in our worship series makes a good point too. Waiting can have its problems. 
She talks about a book, Fearless Living, that when we passively wait, we wait in fear and live in fear. What she's referring to is that when we wait for circumstances outside of ourselves to change, that then we can feel hope, then we can feel love, then we can feel peace, then we can feel joy. We rob ourselves and those around us of a chance to have those things now. I think that's what motivated us to go ahead and buy the Christmas tree and share some of those family traditions rather than waiting until the kids got home from college. We could wait, of course, but why miss out? Why delay the joy, the love, and hope that these traditions give us? Why wait and let just Susan and I experience them when the whole family can experience them together and celebrate them now? We each have the ability. You have the ability to affect or maybe even change your circumstances. We can wish that these new or these negative circumstances were not real and even let them control us. We can live in fear of them or we can do something about it. The point that McPhee makes is that waiting at Advent cannot be passive waiting. God uses us to bring joy, peace, hope, love, not only to our lives, but to others too. That's the message that the angels bring us. That's the message that we'll be hearing from these angels throughout our worship series together. So look at Zacharias in today's scripture. It was just another day at the temple for Zechariah. It was his priestly turn to make sure everything was done properly and in good order. But it turned out something quite different when an angel showed up at the altar. Have you ever seen an angel? Have you ever had an experience with an angel? My mother collects angels, and it gives me great joy at Christmas sometimes to find those angels, and she's got them all displayed, and they're wonderful to look at. But we have to be careful not to just see them as beautiful creatures to be observed, but to realize their message of hope that they bring. Not sure if the people who saw angels in the scripture first marveled at their beauty. Usually they were afraid. Usually they were uncertain what it was they had to share. So the person, the angel, who shared the message often shared with the hearer the words, do not be afraid. An angel was a messenger, and we see each time what they bring is a message from God. They brought those messages then, and they continue to bring those same messages to us now. It's messages we need to hear. Messages we need to pay attention to. Messages that we need to respond to. By doing so, we become the angels among us. That others might hear. Others might see, others might then be able to respond to the message that God has for them, too. Back to the book, Fearless Living. Fear is the gatekeeper of our comfort zone. Fear is what often prevents us from offering more hope, peace, joy, and love. 
especially in today's time when it's hard to know and discern what is truth and what is opinion. Look again at the story of Zechariah. If you've got your Bibles in Luke 1, the whole section there, but specifically Luke 1, verses 13 and 14. What message did Zechariah receive? You probably know it without even looking. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And what was going to happen? You're going to have a baby. He's going to have a son. You're going to have a son. Really? In my old age? Their son would have a special purpose. He would be a messenger. He would prepare the way for the Lord, the Savior of God's people. Hope is given to Zacharias and to Elizabeth. Hope through their son's birth. But hope that would also be delivered to the people. But, we don't like that word, do we? But we use it a lot. But is one of those safety words that allows us to say something we think or feel or want to believe. And it gives us justification for not carrying it out. What was Zechariah's but to Gabriel? But I am old. And if you really look at it, then we begin to see, to see the angels, to see Gabriel's but. But I am Gabriel. I am an angel. I am a messenger of God. God can make this happen. Gabriel's appearance to Zechariah and Elizabeth is breaking in of the divine into the ordinary life. Gabriel's appearance to Zechariah and Elizabeth is a breaking in of the divine into an ordinary life. God is good at that. He often uses very ordinary people to carry out his extraordinary circumstances. God calls us to be his messengers. His messengers of hope. How might you be a messenger of hope this year? How might you spread that message that God offers us? We have many opportunities through the church, through the food pantry, and the support and the bringing and the handing of food. Through the 2020, through the Urban Bicycle Food Ministry and going downtown and serving those who don't have food or a place to stay. Our manual cares and sharing our homebound, or communion with our homebound. There's numerous ways that we can do it. There's three points to this story that I don't want us to miss. Just briefly. First, it talks about where is Zacharias when he hears this message? Where is Zacharias when he receives the angel? He's in the temple. He's in the church. Would you like to hear a message from God? What's going on in your life, your family, the community in which it would be nice if the angel spoke a message into that? Would you be scared or in awe of its beauty if the angel spoke to you? Zechariah was in the temple of God, doing his duty. He had been praying and listening to God. And here's the first point. God's voice comes to those who are listening for it. God's voice comes to those who are listening for it. We don't have to be a church, but we do have to be listening. 
Hope was beginning to seem futile for Zechariah and Elizabeth due to their age. The announcement of the coming birth of John was a call for hope. And here's the second point. A challenge, though, to believe that it's never too late for those who wait upon the Lord. It's never too late for those who wait upon the Lord. And the third point is I'm not sure if Zechariah was prepared for a response when he went into the temple and was praying. We pray. We wait. And we listen. But do we actually expect God to respond? Advent, or at least what Advent points to, reminds us to trust in God expectantly and be prepared. Be prepared for God to respond. Did you come this morning to worship expecting God to show up? Did you go to Sunday school earlier or come to Bible study in the week or to youth group or to choir? Expecting God to be there too and to show up? Do we expect when we wake up in the morning to meet God in our daily activities? Well, the announcement today is that the period of waiting is over. Do not be afraid. God, through Jesus, brings us more I believe that there are angels among us, for God is making us ready to be messengers of hope, flying in the face of fear in this ever-changing world we live. Thanks be to God.